My name is Andy Field. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Emerald Podcast listeners, welcome back to our Idea Industry Series. I'm Francisca Monahan, the Senior Podcast Editor here at the Daily Emerald, and I'm with Emily Garcia. I am a large contributor to the podcast network by now. So today what we are talking about on the Idea Industry Series is the 84 Lumber Super Bowl commercial. Now, we mentioned it in one of our earlier podcasts regarding the Super Bowl. I'm sure you yeah. remember it, Franny. Where we went over all of our favorite ads from mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Now, this was my personal favorite ad of the Super Bowl. I'm a little bittersweet about this ad now, and I really want to talk about this because I feel like this is a great learning opportunity because this Super Bowl ad was anti-wall. And it appeared to be anti-Trump with its message that it said. However, the day after our podcast came out, um, USA Today published an article that stated the 84 lumber owner is actually pro-Trump and pro-wall, despite what their Super Bowl ad stated. So how did something like this happen, Emily? I, I honestly don't know. And that's the thing I've been struggling with since this came out is because one of the things that consumers need to understand is an advertisement goes through a process. It's kind of an hierarchy of work that goes through. Um, Strategists like myself, we research on an issue, we research on a topic, and we find an audience we want to engage with. Um, A lot of people in the industry no longer use target demographics because it makes people turn into numbers and honestly... That's not cool to do in the industry. Everybody's people. So you don't target a person, you engage with them. So once the strategists get the audience that you're engaging with set, and once they decide, hey, this is how we're going to talk to them because this is how they best respond to being spoken to, we hand it off to the creatives. And it literally goes up a ladder. And as you go through the ladder, you have constant checks from both the in, from the agency and also from the client side and the reason why I am confused is because the CEO of 84 Lumber Maggie Majerko said that she didn't understand the message of the campaign and it didn't portray what she wanted and she felt like it got misinterpreted. Now, I don't know. what it, When you saw this advertisement, Francisca, what, what was your interpretation of the story being told? Well, we have to remember that this advertisement itself was not allowed to be fully broadcast during the Super Bowl. Fox decided it was too controversial. So 84 Lumber actually had to post an extended version of the advertisement on their website because it was apparently too dividing to air during the Super Bowl. Um, but... The advertisement itself portrays the journey of a young woman and her daughter across the Mexican desert to get into the United States, and they come up against a wall, and you feel really sad for them until they find an opening in the wall, which is like this big, beautiful wooden door that's built by 84 Lumber or whatever. So I think just the fact that it was too controversial, apparently, to put on TV by Fox, Mm -hmm. that itself kind of speaks to the message that people are already kind of interpreting the way that they 
reinterpreted the advertisement or the company that I reinterpreted the advertisement that I understand said that the door stood for like a legal entrance mm-hmm. to the United States. But I feel like that was still, um, it was fuzzy. It was gray. It was, mm-hmm. it was kind of walking between the lines, mm-hmm. you know? So Majerico actually told People Magazine that what she wanted from the ad was, we need to keep America safe. America needs to be safe so you and I can have the liberty to talk. The wall, I think it represents to me security. I like security. Now, one of the things I thought was so beautiful about this creative work, this creative work, I will say on its own, is great because it does talk. It takes a very strong political stand. And I believe that to have a brand do that on one of the largest stages for advertising, the Super Bowl, I respect them a lot for having the guts to do that. But when the CEO backtracks on what was displayed, I start getting confused because when you're spending over $10 million on an ad, you know that this the CEO has to be in the room approving this ad. So where I'm confused for her is she says, I like security and security and she wants people to enter the country legally. But the story, at least in my eyes, appeared to have it tell the story of an illegal immigrant. No, of course, like nobody enters the United States legally across the desert wearing only the clothes on their backs. That's not Mm -hmm. that narrative. I mean, if you want that narrative, look at Budweiser and their Mm -hmm. Super Bowl commercial about the German immigrant who starts a beer company. Exactly. And so that's where I'm really confused. And where I get really upset, we're going to put politics aside, where I'm very upset is that we have what a lot of consumers call a bait and switch happening. And I don't blame them for it. You have a company that projects themselves one way and the work is great and it gets this great response. And now once they have the attention, they turn around and say less than a week later, hey, we don't actually feel that way. That goes against our morals as a company. And so for me, that's really confusing. And I feel badly for 84 Lumber because they took a giant step forward by taking a political stand and actually setting an example for companies. And now to recant what they stated in the Super Bowl just sets them back so much farther because they not only lost the respect of the people they were trying to reach, they also lost the respect of the people who were their fans after that commercial. And they've also kind of set the industry back because they are now known as the people who spoke what they thought everybody wanted to hear and didn't stay true to who they were. And I mean, what a lot of companies need to realize is that consumers are not just consumers, they're people. And people don't like being lied to. I mean, Francisca, how would you respond if a guy approached you saying, oh, I'm this way. And then the second you bought into it, he's like, JK, I'm another way. I mean, it's just a catfish, right? You, Mm -hmm. you throw it back. That's hurtful. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the way that this advertisement was really kind of reaching out in a very, what was meant to be a very powerful, touching way, and kind of to yank it away again. I mean, that is that is hurtful. It's a bait and switch of beliefs and ideologies. It's not just they gave you some crappy plywood or something after Mm -hmm. saying that it was the greatest or something. It's not 
it's manipulating your emotions, I feel like. And I feel like it's just like when you're in a relationship with an intimate partner, you become vulnerable. And like that's one thing advertising is moving away from targets and numbers and into the emotion behind it and that's what makes really good advertisements great is because they tap into that emotional connection people share but as peter parker's uncle ben says with great power comes great responsibility when you're playing with people's emotions you are responsible for being honest with those emotions and just like in an intimate relationship if you tell somebody what you think they want to hear and then turn around and are the complete opposite you break their heart and you also hurt yourself in the process and this is what has happened with 84 lumber and it's also what has happened for in my personal opinion women in leadership roles um because now that we have this CEOs who's saying I didn't understand what my company was going to display during the Super Bowl we now have people not only questioning the credibility of 84 lumber we're also having a few people question the credibility of a woman as a leader as a CEO because when you look at a business when it comes to making decisions your advertisement you put on the Super Bowl is not as important in some people's eyes as, you know, what you do with 100,000 jobs that are opening up or we have to make budget cuts or things like that. And to have a woman say she didn't understand the story that was being told and she got misinterpreted after being someone who's in the industry knowing that there's an hierarchy where she could have spoken up at any time and gotten clarification and modification. It really makes it look like she's not fit for the position. And seeing that there's so few women in leadership positions in corporations right now, it is opening up an entirely new discussion about can, you know, can a woman handle the position? And as a woman myself trying to go into the industry, it's hard. It's really hard because now this discussion has been opened up and it questions the credibility of brands coming after 84 Lumber when they speak up on issues. And it also questions the credibility of female leaders in the industry as they come up and through. I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you think she actually misinterpreted it or do you think she's just saying this because she was trying to do the bait and switch and she's just kind of manipulative? I, I really don't know and I don't think it's my position to speak for her. From a professional standpoint, my heart really at this point goes out to the agency and the industry of advertising itself. I know people are like, oh, why are you doing that? Well, the truth is, is the people who are creating these ads are people and they're devoting time, money, energy before the Super Bowl. It's crunch time. And these men and women are pulling late hours, working really, really hard like pushing themselves to the extremes taking time out of their lives which include families to help these brands create these great pieces of work and by this woman saying oh that wasn't the message I intended she just took however many people who are involved in that process and she's kind of also doing the bait and switch on them and for me, I feel like that's incredibly disrespectful to the people involved behind the scenes because she's basically saying, in not so many words, you failed at your job because you didn't give me what I wanted. Yeah, and I mean, depending on if she really knew what was going on or not, she's throwing them under the bus. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so how, Emily, how do we keep these things from happening? Also, like I, the one thing that is a little bit disturbing about this story to me is that I feel like it didn't get very much media attention. I mean, it mm-hmm. was USA Today, HuffPost, CNN did some pieces on it, but it was not really a big deal after this came out. And so a lot of people probably still think that 84 Lumber is anti-Trump, anti-wall, and they they aren't aware of this other level of complexity that's going on here. Mm-hmm. How do we protect consumers from being misled like this? Honestly, there's no real way. It's a It's an advertiser's own personal ethics. And that's one thing that I have to say, going to school here at the University of Oregon, um, one of our guest speakers who came in was Alex Morrison from 72 and Sunny. And he said, at the end of the day, you have to hold yourself to your own moral code. And at the end of the day, if you can look yourself in the eye while you're brushing your teeth and still stand behind your decisions and not be disgusted with what you see in the mirror, then you've had a good day. But that's that's the huge part of advertising is it's really personal and it's you have to have good judgment. And that's where I say we're given a lot of power. So you have to be very responsible with that power. In this situation, what this means for the rest of the advertising industry is we can see now that if you use someone's political beliefs, you can get a large reaction if it's well executed. Now we have a new example of how you can manipulate someone's emotions using their political beliefs. That said, this is Pandora's box in a sense. Pandora's box is kind of tempting us right now as an industry. And personally for me, um, how I always will be, how I hope to continue to be as I continue my career is you do not play the politics card unless those political beliefs of the story you're telling line up exactly verbatim with the company's morals. Just stay true to the company's values. Find a way where the company's values match up with the consumer's values. Because at the end of the day, shared values are what create relationships. And what happened right here is a huge bait and switch. And I apologize to anyone who feels upset and hurt and disrespected by this advertisement because that's not what the ad industry is about. And that's what this new generation is trying to work towards and trying to get past things like this happening. All right. Well, I think that's all we really have time for today. Um, If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please send us a message, comment on our SoundCloud page, uh, give us a review on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Please. Um, and yeah, do you have anything else to add, Emily? I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to come back next week with some good stuff, but please, please, please subscribe. I know that Francisca works really, really hard on this and it's fun talking to you guys, but we don't want to talk to dead air. So please subscribe. And if you like, follow us on Facebook or Twitter. You can follow me at Emily underscore Calais, K-A-L-E-I. Shoot me a tweet. Um, send me something about advertisements. I don't care. I just want to engage with y'all. And you can find me at at Franny Monahan with an I-E, not a Y, on Twitter. All right. See you guys next week. 